If you work in HR, first of all, are you okay? <laughs> HR is hard. Employee disengagement is rampant at almost every organization all over the world. Turnover, quiet quitting, and low productivity are so hard to solve for because you're very busy. I want you to think of your company like a house. Compliance, payroll, benefits, policies, those are the parts of your job that are the floors and the walls and the roof of a house. You need them to survive, but it's not enough for anybody to thrive. Nobody wants to sit in an empty house. I wouldn't. Pingboard helps you make your house feel more like a home by helping you offer an awesome employee experience through pre-boarding, onboarding, surveys, one-on-ones, peer recognition, employee profiles, and the most beautiful company directory and org chart that you didn't know you were missing. And there's lots of other features, but I only have a minute. So become an irresistible place to work. Pingboard makes your people feel more connected and enthusiastic about the success of your company. Happy and engaged employees are more likely to stay. You can learn more about Pingboard and catch episodes of the show by visiting pingboard.com slash podcast. Okay, first of all, does anybody else have a perfectly good office in their house and you never use it because you can't ergonomically get comfortable? Today, I'm coming to you live from my kitchen table. If you've like figured out how to not sit like a gargoyle all day, can you please send me an email and explain to me how do you do it? Okay, today we're going to talk about the three kinds of employee surveys that you should be sending. It's the ENPS survey, Pulse survey, and Engagement survey. And they're different. If you're not sending surveys at your company, I would really question why. Because it's kind of the foundation of where to focus your efforts in HR, no matter how many employees you have. So if you're not surveying your employees, how do you know what to work on? Before I jump into this... Surveys are the most underutilized but most valuable tool for improving employee experience at your company because they're so versatile. Every employee journey is unique, but that's the problem. When every person has a different perspective on what it's like to work at your company, that's a lot of noise for a busy HR team to make sense of. Surveys identify the super clear patterns of your teams, managers, and your company as a whole to reveal what moments are broken or missing from your employee experience. One thing seems super clear, however, is that employees really hate surveys. I made a TikTok this time, maybe last year, about employee surveys, and it went viral. And I was making it for HR professionals, but it was the employees and the regular people who were dogpiling comments about all the different reasons that they hate taking surveys. I will link out to the TikTok video. There were hundreds of comments, and I found three super clear patterns. Employees feel no meaningful changes will happen after the surveys close. Think about any friendship. If someone were to ask you, what do you think of our friendship? And you're like, oh, I love hanging out with you, but I really don't like it when you do X. And they just didn't respond. You'd be like, what just happened? It's the same thing with employee surveys. If you ask someone what's wrong and they tell you and you just don't say anything else, that doesn't feel good. So I call that closing the loop. You still have to say something to employees. You have to close the loop and be like, thanks for your feedback. So a lot of employees have experienced nothing ever happens when I take the survey. So why would I even take it? And it may not have been your fault. They just got burned in another company. Another company did this to give them survey PTSD. The second reason is that they get super suspicious if it's anonymous. There's just a lot of fear around, well, if I tell you what's wrong, what's going to happen to me? Another reason is they feel leadership doesn't care. People said, okay, cool. The C-suite's just going to throw us another pizza party. The solutions in the past have burned people because they're Band-Aid solutions. So Those are the three patterns. They don't trust that they're actually anonymous. They don't feel like any meaningful change will happen. 
or that anyone's even listening, or they feel like the leadership team doesn't care because the solutions that do get implemented are kind of stupid. So there's a lot of work to be done to lay the foundation to create a survey and a feedback culture at your company. And you do that, I'll tell you actually at the end, I'll tell you at the end how you get people to take your survey seriously. Let's go into the three most common surveys. So there are several types of employee surveys, each one serving a different purpose. ENPS is the first one, and it stands for Employee Net Promoter Score. It's one question. How likely are you to refer working at our company to a friend with a scale of one to 10? Typically, this survey has the highest participation rate because it's just so easy for them to take. It's not going to tell you what to go work on. It's not going to tell you, obviously, what's broken. But this is a good place to start. If you're not surveying or you just want to get started with surveys again in a more meaningful way, start with ENPS. If your score average is a three, there's a lot of work to do with the other two surveys I'm about to explain to you. So let's talk about the engagement survey next. The employee engagement survey is a deep dive survey, and it's your goldmine. It measures the motivations, the hopes, the fears, the pitfalls your people feel by working at your company. Because it's very comprehensive by design, it has the most questions. You'll get an incredibly detailed level of insight by the people who do take it into the current state of your employee experience. But you're also going to get much lower participation rates because people don't want to give that much of their time. But Gallup came up with a very thorough methodology that I'll link out to in the show notes to create your employee engagement survey. They studied over 2.7 million employees from over 100,000 teams to get this formula. So they came up with a framework that's based off of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You have your basic needs as a human for shelter, for food, and then you go up the pyramid and it's like you need meaningful relationships. If you're at the top of the pyramid, you're having a really happy, good life. These are the 12 questions you should ask to figure out where the patterns are, where many people are saying, oh, this need of mine isn't being met. I know it's expected of me at work. I have the materials and equipment I need to do my work right. At work, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. In the last seven days, I've received recognition or praise for doing good work. My supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. There's someone at work who encourages my development. At work, my opinion seems to count. The mission or purpose of my company makes me feel my job is important. My associates or fellow employees are committed to doing quality work. I have a best friend at work. In the last six months, someone has talked to me about my progress. And finally, this last year, I've had opportunities at work to learn and grow. So each of those questions should have an open-ended response if employees want to add more color. So if, for example, one of your employees said, no, actually, I don't feel like in the last seven days I've received recognition or praise for doing good work, and you have an open-ended response after that question, they can say, I feel like I give a lot but I really don't feel like it matters because no one ever says anything. That's added color. That's why I call this your goldmine. People will give you these candid responses that get in a little bit deeper about what do you mean by that? The results are not always going to be pretty, but this is the intel and the data that you need to figure out what's broken or missing from your employee experience. So each question should have an open-ended response after it to say like, Anything else you want to add about this? If enough employees participate, which in my opinion is at least 40%, you have the data to figure out where to spend your time and energy as the HR leader for the rest of the year. A con of the employee engagement survey is that it takes longer for HR to sift through and find the patterns in the data. You get so much information that you're like, oh, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this next week. I'll go through this next month. Don't let that happen to you. 
Use a tool like Miro or literally take sticky notes and figure out what are the top five questions that were bad or had low results and then bucket some of the answers. Look for the patterns in the data. Carve out two entire days and have your HR team sit in a room and workshop the results. Or if you're just a a one person show, you can do this too. You can get through all the results. Just tell your leadership team what you're doing. I'm not accessible. If there's an emergency, contact me, but I have to go figure this out kind of uninterrupted. Let me go get into my flow state, analyze the data. Generating employee participation can be a little difficult because this is a longer, more time intensive survey. So since it takes about 20, 25 minutes to complete, let your employees know it's coming in advance so that they're prepared. It's often said that people need to hear and see and read and watch information like seven different times for it to really stick. So tell people in your all hands, hey, the survey's coming. Send out an email. Hey, the survey's coming. Remind your people managers, say, hey, in your one-on-ones, tell your employees to take this survey. Send a Slack message. Hey, this survey is coming. This is why it's important. This helps me deliver a better employee experience for you. Please take it seriously. And also don't hold back. Get creative with how you tell people about it. It's not enough just to mention it once. I recommend this goes out annually or biannually because you will have so much information. You don't need to do this all the time. This is not like a monthly thing. So when this survey gets 40% participation, at least, this is really what will guide you for the rest of the year and, and help you understand where you need to jump into action in order to retain your top talent. Then we go into the third survey, which is the pulse survey. It has its name because you're literally keeping a pulse on a situation, or you can think of it, you're keeping a pulse on your workforce in general. It's a quick one to three question check-in survey to either measure, hey, you mentioned this was a problem in the past. We've implemented this solution. How are you feeling about it? Let's you kind of take a pulse on how was that solution or take a pulse about a really specific part of those 12 questions from Gallup, those 12 engagement driver questions, ask more specific questions about one of those. So for example, One of the questions is my supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. So if everyone said no, or that was a clear engagement non-driver because people gave low results on that one on the last engagement survey, you can ask more specific questions. Hey, do you have a recurring one-on-one with your manager? Do you get value from your recurring one-on-one from your manager? Do you feel like you have a mentor at the company? Those are good pull survey questions. So They're quick. They allow for candid, open responses. You're always going to want to have that open-ended response like, tell me more, tell me more about that. That's your friend. But a con of the pulse surveys is that employees won't regularly take them because I recommend sending them at least once a month. But because it happens so often, there's going to be times where employees are like, I'm skipping this one this month, or this one doesn't affect me. I don't really care. That's okay. You don't need 100% participation, but sometimes pulse surveys get the least amount of engagement. Those are the three surveys and just some general things to get right with these surveys is deciding or not if a survey should be anonymous. Not all surveys are, nor should they be anonymous, but it depends on your goal. And if you don't know your goal behind why you're sending a survey, then let's back up and start there. What are you trying to find out? Don't just send out a survey because you know you're supposed to be sending surveys because that's what gets you writing really weird questions and and not really wanting to close the feedback loop because you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Start with your goal. It's okay if you don't know what the goal is. Go ask the leadership team. When you have a goal, then you know if it can be anonymous or not because sometimes you just need to know everyone's t-shirt size. You don't want it to be anonymous if you're asking t-shirt sizes because then you just have a bunch of t-shirt sizes and you have no idea who's is who. Most of the time, these surveys should be anonymous. Pingboard surveys feature makes this very clear. 
employees have no question if it's anonymous or not, but make sure employees understand either way. You should also just talk to your employees at your all hands and just say, hey, we're trying to create a feedback culture. And what that means is we want to become a workplace where employees feel safe and welcome to express their opinions. We want you to know that you'll be heard and your ideas can impact our company's future. Creating a feedback culture is so foundational to making employees feel valued at your company. And it significantly affects employee morale when they feel like a true stakeholder, like their opinions taken seriously, and it will increase retention and overall engagement. So surveys improve your workplace transparency, communication, and that all leads to a happier, healthier workforce. And lastly, no matter what survey you send, always close the loop. Surveys are such a great tool if used correctly and taken seriously. However, employees only trust the process if you take action from the data that they were vulnerable enough to share with you. Surveys are your Swiss army knife for identifying and fixing all of your engagement issues. But you need to close the feedback loop so that your employees trust the process and know that behind the scenes, people are working and took this seriously. So when you conduct a survey of any kind, set aside time to analyze the data in detail, find the patterns, come up with solutions, problem solve with the executive team, but you're not done there. You close the loop by thanking employees for their feedback and for their time. Thanks for taking the survey. And this is what we heard you say. This is what we're thinking of implementing. And if you haven't gotten to that phase, you can just say, thanks. We heard you and you said this. Now we're going to go problem solve. Either way, just tell them that you saw their feedback. That's how you build trust. That's what gets employees to buy into like, this is a great place to work. They take me seriously and they want me to have a good time. But if your answer is no to something, you know, we're not Google. We can't all offer laundry services. Just explain the why behind the no. You might think that everyone will come for you with pitchforks and torches, but you'd be surprised. Employees really just want to know that someone saw the feedback. So if the answer is no, still close the feedback loop. Don't assume that employees just know that the answer was no and it's sorry, we did our best. They don't know. They want to hear it from you. So I'll wrap this all up just by saying surveys will set you free. Truly, if you want to improve your employee experience, surveys are your superpower. Unfortunately, surveys are misused or underutilized and employees lose trust that anyone will do anything with their feedback or that the solutions are really going to make meaningful change or they get scared to really be honest and candid. Most companies don't invest enough time in constructing surveys and analyzing the data to develop possible solutions. This stuff is all the foundational part of what makes a company a great place to work is constant improvement on the employee experience. A good employee experience is a mix of trust, strategy, and transparency. You want to reinforce your employees' confidence in their leaders and the organization that they work for and you as their HR person. And surveys are just your best bet to do this. So don't be scared of employee surveys, lean into them. There will be times where you get really harsh feedback, lean into that too. Don't take it personally. I know a lot of HR people are helpers and achievers, and it doesn't feel good to hear that, you know, really candidly, something is busted. Don't get stuck in the feels of feeling like you failed. You're going to fail employee experience wise. That's just inevitable. That's not the scary part. The scary part is choosing to do nothing about it. The fun part is being a leader and doing something with the information and improving upon it. And then it's so fulfilling to see such a pivot in everyone's morale and how they view the company and view you as someone who takes action. So 
Don't be scared of surveys. They are your friend. Pingboard has a surveys feature. If you want to give it a try, just go to pingboard.com slash surveys. And you can learn more about how we think differently about anonymous versus not and how to close the feedback loop and making sure that employees trust in what you're doing so that you can get the data you need to be great at your job. So those are the three types of surveys, ENPS, employee engagement survey and poll survey. And they will all lead you to a better, more meaningful EX. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks so much for listening. If you want to leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening on, I always love to hear from our listeners and understand what value you're getting from the show and any feedback for me as your host. Thanks. See you next time.